And you're listening to anything, 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 but anything, but Start off with a little weekly recap. How are we today? What's going on? I'm super excited. I'm super amped. I'm like ear to ear right now with a lot of excitement to be on our first episode and to just be here with, you know, some of my best friends. And of course, Where? shout Where out, shout out, shout out. <laughs> Shout out to our amazing producer, Jasmine. Mm-hmm. We can already vouch for the fact that it doesn't sound nearly this good well, until she gets her hands on it. So thank you in advance, Jasmine. <laughs> well, I'm just loving Farley's excitement. Like, that makes me smile. I feel like I can go about to go skip down the street just looking at her joy. Other than that, I'm just being an old lady. I mean, I spent my weekend in the bed with my back. So not Ooh, much to yeah. tell from this side. Up here in the Midwest, we have... All of the snow right now. <laughs> right. So that requires some shoveling, especially if you are a property owner like some of us. So yeah, that's the bed's the best place to be in that case. It is looking like Antarctica in the backyard. And perfect timing because Winter Olympics just started. Whoop, whoop. Oh, I... my favorite time of life, really, is Olympics time. <laughs> this is going to be all you, Yana, because I am a very steadfastly strong summer olympics person i know you like your tennis i like my i like my just everything in the summer it is an event so i haven't watched a winter olympics heavily until since i was like a little girl since you know tanya took out nancy mm. uh, so it's so it's been some <laughs> I years in theaters yeah casual Promos. I do love the Olympics and I just am confused with myself because I haven't been watching them. I don't know if it's because I was like not watching the NFL, so I've been avoiding all sports and it just slipped by me. I'm so disappointed in myself. I'm usually obsessed. I feel like it snuck up. And I also feel like I don't know about you guys, but like in this age of cableless living, like I don't have cable. I mean I know NBC yeah, is amazing either, cable, so sure. I have an antenna, so thankfully I can watch it, but I can't record it. I can't, like, I'm not seeing previews for it all the time. If it's not on Hulu, Netflix, you know, or Instagram, it's, like, kind of off my radar. So I feel like it totally snuck up. I think... Yeah, I agree with I that. I think, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. I think that's what it is. Because thinking about when we were younger, we watched regular television stations. Yeah. So you saw the commercials for it, prepping you for it, preparing, you know, all like, it's coming, opening ceremony, because somebody asked me, usually, even if I don't watch a Winter Olympics, I know the opening ceremony. So I was like, mm-hmm. what's opening ceremony? I was like, I don't know. I mean, exactly. It was exactly. last week. It was last week. Yeah. So. Tuned in by happenstance. You'll yeah. have to tell us what's happening because i what sports are you looking at oh my gosh well we're missing two of my favorites tonight but it's worth it for you guys and for us um snowboarding all slope style half pipe all that chloe kim i will throw it down um and then like the alpine events all and like the you know skiing question mark Lindsay vaughn thoughts speaking of them This guy's into our actual topic for today, which is women in ambition, because that is one just a question. Powerful woman. I can't say, you know what? I like her. I think she's she's fierce. She's unapologetically competitive. You know, she doesn't. I think maybe a little obsessively so. Girl basically has bionic knees at this point, so yeah, yeah. that's a little much. But you know what? I these athletes, all of their livelihood is basically based on endorsements, based on how they do. So. You know, if you're not 
at a place where you can hold down a job while doing your hobby and it's got to be your lifestyle, then, I mean, you got to keep after it. I was like, when I did finally get to tune in a little bit, they were like, Lindsay Vaughn. I was like, what? Is she still still at this thing? Oh, she's back. I know. Okay. Well, didn't she miss the last Olympics? Because she got injured right before. Or at the Olympics. I, I, I can't or she, remember she if it was just like didn't qualify. qualify or something. I think she well, got to I should have Googled that. This isn't um, a show where we research a lot of things. I just want that disclaimer to go out. This is a this we'll is try. a feelings. We try to be prepared, but you know, this is it's like, you know, talking with your girlfriend. So if we don't have all the facts, that's what Google's for. So please refer to she that did. at any point. But yeah, no, the Olympics. So yeah, I would say I mean, Minnesota Snow Bunny over here, so I would be lying if I didn't say that any opportunity to go, like, hop out in the backyard and, like, ski down the front lawn was, you know, <laughs> taken advantage of. Um, hockey, obviously, from Ducks the state of hockey. Together. Yep, ducks fly together. <laughs> quack, 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 quack. I did love those movies. I'm not even going to lie. I mean, Emilio. I, I don't know. They filmed, you know, that's my fun facts. They filmed in my aunt and uncle's restaurant. Everybody, if you're in St. Paul, check out Mickey's Diner. Um, But yeah, so winter sports in general have a special place in my heart. But luckily, we've got like, you know, nine more days left. So there's still time to get into it. Some time to to check out some You're still great Americans. Or whichever nation you serve, you know. That is the one thing. Can we just talk about that really quick? There is nothing I love more than international sportsmanship. God dang it. That's true. Canada cheering for the figure skaters when they landed there. Triple amazing. Line. Yeah. And she I did see that. That was amazing. She's the first female to ever land. Right. The triple axel. American female. American. Yes. <clears throat> so, according to Trump, the first female. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah, there's two others. She's the first. In competition. To land it in, in the yeah. Olympics? In competition. Maybe, because I was going to say, I know Tanya landed a triple something. She was the first woman to do it in competition. There's Tanya like South There's so many yeah, the oh, okay. triple. It could have been South Cow. You know. Yeah. It was a triple something. Yeah. Triple double. Triple axles were typically only done by men because it requires three full rotations. But Tanya was strong, though. She was strong. Because everyone talked about how she, she, didn't, she didn't have the class, but she was actually the better skater. A lot, tons better than um, Nancy Kerrigan. Yeah. But Nancy Kerrigan had the Ice Princess and the wealth to back her up. Yeah. So are we, like, jumping into Women in Ambition? I think I'm we are. We skirted like... around it, and now we're fully on top. Okay. okay. I'm yes, so women in ambition. I mean, I like to think that we all have some degree of ambition. Obviously, all the female athletes at the Olympics have some ambition, but we got a lot of ladies out there. And one in particular has kind of been blowing up the media, Ms. Omarosa. Since, since 2004, I was looking into it today. <laughs> She has stayed relevant since 2004. Love it. Or she was on the first season of Apprentice. I thought she was on like the later season. She was on the first season and she's still going strong. I love it or hate it. I mean, she's a smart lady. I've got to give her that. Like kids born in the 90s know who she is. I mean, it's huge. Yeah. And I kind of respected what she did on Big Brother. Does everybody know about that? That's why I was. Yeah, let's give a recap of that. So, Amarosa's doing another reality TV stint. She's on Big Brother. (laughs) Gotta make that money. And on the first episode, she's talking to one of her castmates about her time in the White House with Trump on the campaign. Those first few days, weeks, however long she was there. And, I mean, I think she's very intelligent. I think she's a very strategic individual. Mm -hmm. But I have to admit, she looked like these were real emotions. And she looked terrified. And she was crying. 
And um, her castmate asked her, like, do you think we're going to be okay? And she's like, no. <laughs> and the castmate was like, well, uh, I was really hoping you would say that, like, everything would be okay. And she's like, uh, no, I absolutely cannot say that everything will be okay. We are not going to be okay. I, really I, think, the I mean, I think that the world and the country knows we're not really going to be okay. She also just recently said today that Pence would be worse than Trump. Which so. I have maintained. I agree with that. She said he's crazy scary. But I do, while I do believe it's true, I also, looking, like, doing a little research into Omarosa and her history, that is how she gets people. That's how, because she, apparently, I didn't realize, uh, Rudy from the Cosby show is in the house with her. And I mean, the entire yeah, thing of yeah, us yeah, celebrity yeah, brother is to manipulate and to get people on your side so that you're not kicked out, right? Yeah. So she pulled th- that same stunt about Bill Cosby on Keisha Knight Pullman to, um, you know, make her, suck her and make her come on her side and be one of her allies. Yeah. Was, and that's and she I used it. Exactly. She used like, the manipulation of what, like, with Bill Cosby being like, you sided with him initially. Like, well, how do you think people viewed you? She's very good. Her manipulation game Well, I do think she's strategic. And strategic, but, yes. I mean, well, I'm just going to hope for no. Did you? But she's ambitious. No, she is. And she making is. it happen. Well, and did you hear why she got cost. fired from the... I was reading into it today, too, but allegedly the reason she got fired was because she was using the... Um, presidential car service to pick her up and take her home every day. Oh, she, yeah. And then she tried to take like some sort of like wedding picture situation in near like in the West Wing that nobody knew about. Okay. <laughs> so she's doing a lot. She's not, so perhaps. Which is bold. She's bold. Just really great acting. Perhaps. But either way, she's cool being the supervillain. But do we respect which, that ambition? And I think that that's my question is just like but at what cost of per, you know what I mean like, of throwing you know I mean she's married to a pastor so I don't know of what church being a Christian I can say that may or may not mean very much depending upon the individual well, yeah. wasn't one of her quotes that she's like I mean I'm a Christian I'm cool with Jesus but like Mike Pence literally thinks that Jesus is talking to him. So we're dealing with that kind of crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. Pastor aside, she's is she on the, let's say, like, if there's a scale of ambition, because, you know, the world loves to paint ambitious women in good or bad light. So is she in the good because she's doing her, bad because she's still a conniving, you know, schemer? Or where, where does she land on her radar? I feel like if you have to... And this, for me, goes for men and women. But I feel like if you have to step on someone to get to where you're going or trying to go, then I don't respect it. But I realize that I am the minority in that thought, especially in corporate America. And it has, like, my values have worked against me in so many ways. So many ways. But that's my own personal belief. I just I just feel like let your work and let you speak for you. Like, if you have to tear somebody down, then you're not really worth anything. That's my perspective. I, I think you have to step on people. I think there's a way. <laughs> <laughs> I was not anticipating No, that. I knew this. I knew. 
to be like, you're that is some optimistic BS. The way you were BS. saying that was like, I fully agree. That it was like, like no, no, this is a dog. Should have known. I know you with your like happy. We were just talking about letting Jeff drown in Titanic, so I don't know why it's my pearls. Why I mean, jeez. Yeah, when I get to clutch, I think you have to rubies. I think there's a way to do it. Yes, it's not so ruthless and cutthroat, but I do think in order to make it to the top, when you look at, just thinking about throwback, like Thursday, VH1, um, what was that show called? Behind the Music type stuff. The people who made it to the top you have to you have to step on people. It it doesn't always have to be ruthless and mean, but you have to throw people underneath mm-hmm. the bus. You have to get yours. Well, do you and mean throw like, under the bus or do what's best for you? Do what's best for you, which sometimes there's means a difference. throwing people underneath the bus, which sometimes means stepping on people to get there. And I but I think there's a way to do it. You don't you don't have to be ruthless, but I do think you you do have to step on people if you want to if you want to get to the top. I guess that's why my journey's taking a little bit longer. Yeah, I gotta... Because you're moral. Not all of us are like that. If I was a truly ambitious person... <laughs> I love that you include yourself in that. Honest. No, I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. If I was a truly ambitious person, I'm just lazy. I would be much... I'm just lazy. I would... I, I'm gonna be honest. I know who I am. And my motto in life is me first, last, always. So I would step on people. Ugh. Alternate hashtag for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> me first, last, always. Oh my God. That, can that be my next tattoo? Uh yeah, I tend to. I mean, I'm a softie. I feel like if you if you've got to be, I'm also I you know I can talk a good game when it comes to shit talking. But and I have a judgment. I like to judge. But I deep down I'm like I, I just can't get behind it. It actually really bothers me when I think people are doing something to other people that you know you don't need to do that. In Omarosa's case though. What is she doing? I don't necessarily feel like she's stepping on anybody. She's just choosing to be the villain. She's just, you know, writing her own narrative. And that's fine. Like, I don't, I I mean, apart from maybe The Apprentice, like, I haven't encountered an instance of her throwing anybody under the bus other than... I don't know. I'm gonna be honest. I did not watch The Apprentice. She's so she doesn't. You, to your point, she's not. She doesn't throw people under the bus, but she's super manipulative. And I, mm-hmm. but I, I think sometimes that include that includes stepping on people is is manipulating them to bend to your will to get what you want. Well, if she told, I mean, if she played that card on on Keisha Knight Pulliam, then I would say then she's stepping on her. Yeah. Um. So that she I could mean, be the sole winner in the end, so she won't get voted. Now out. the Trump thing. I mean, I just. I'm biased because I don't really care about Trump. So, no offense, but offense. Um, so, that does not bother me, but that's total bias, right? Like, well, and it's also. Now, if she's fake crying, then I got no love for that. But like, that's bogus to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna need you to take that on somewhere well, else. Because for me, with her, it's just like you weren't crying when you were up in there. So, about being so I'm like, you were trying to convince throwing shade a lot of people on black America. Exactly. Well, and while we're up in the White House, what about Melania Trump? What's her... Speaking of women who may or may not be ambitious, it's hard to tell. She's kind of an enigma. I think Farley is under the impression that she is a captive. No, I actually don't think she's a captive. I, I actually had this discussion with my sister, like, maybe a month ago, where she was like, she felt bad for Melania. I was like, no, I think when... I think being able to obtain a wealthy man is a different form of ambition, as we all know, because that's what I hope to... I hope to be a Melania <laughs> or a housewife at some point in my life. Um, I think that requires a different kind of ambition. I think 
my sister was saying she felt bad for him and she thinks she's a prisoner and that Ivanka really like beats her up and talks to her any type of way. I don't feel all that. I feel Ivanka she knew what she was getting into right. and, you know, kind of not put up and shut up, but you knew you knew the man you were marrying. Right? I completely agree with that. I do think she uh, got way more than she thought she was going to get. She did not think she was going to have to be shaking poor people's hands um, and coming up with community-based programs for anyone. Okay, she was not Nor about that life. did anyone want her to do that. <laughs> Nobody wanted her to do that at all. I don't think that was um, Yeah, she just thought she was going to be rich, living it up. She's wife number three. He's most likely to stay. So. And die soonest. <laughs> right, I mean. I don't know if that's treason. Sorry. Th- those were her life goals, I feel like. I agree. Well, and I mean, to far latest point, if she's, I, I think because I don't know a lot about her and the things I do know are how that she's kind of breaking with tradition in a lot of ways and not just being his puppet. She's saying no to public appearances. She's spending most of her time with children in hospitals and her own son, which is admirable. I mean, she's obviously not doing things for the greater good, a la Michelle Obama or things like that. But I think for someone who maybe never envisioned being in the political sphere. I think she's kind of taking ownership of her role in the White House and saying, I don't need to ride with you or I'm not going to Davos or wherever. Like, I'm going to opt out. I'm going to do what I want to do. You put me in this position. So I I can't respect that. I do think it says a lot that she so publicly has no problem with publicly brushing his hand away, not riding with him and doing everything. Like, there, there probably is something there. I'm sure she, she, I'm sure she knew when she married him. This guy's an asshole. But, to, but I, I guess I can understand the point of he's he's turned into a monster. That with the years he's gotten even worse. Which I think we can all agree that over the years, yes, he, we all everybody because all the celebrities who used to hang with him have all said the same thing. Yeah, he was a jerk. He was an asshole. But nobody thought it was this bad, right? Yeah, so with the years, it seems like. He's definitely gotten worse because looking back on the beginning of their marriage, they definitely were together a lot more. And now that's why she was just like, I don't want to move to the White House. I want to stay away from him. I'm happy staying away from him. Yeah. Like the years he's gotten worse. That whole Anne Boleyn, Henry VIII situation. Yeah. Okay, so she's maybe ambitious, maybe a puppet, TBD. Jerry's still out? I, I think, I know, I think she was ambitious. I think she got herself over from Russia after being a semi you know, D-list playmate and to Eastern one of the wealthiest, European. sorry, whichever Eastern European country and married one of the richest men. In the I mean, yeah, that's not an easy feat. In the that world. Not, and, the world. like, turned him down at one point. And <clears throat> was like, no, you're not serious about this. Like, I actually kind of respect her for that. Speaking of people that have blown up. Off of nudity? Off of nudity, off of scandal, off of all of that. Miss Chris Jenner, the momager extraordinaire. <laughs> I gotta, I mean, she is on another level to me. I gotta give it up to her. I think she's hands down one of the smartest business people out there, period. Why does everyone in the world know all of her children? Have they done anything remarkable? I can attest to the fact that I have had sex a number of times. (laughs) And no, I know, Carlita's gasping with- The game of what could have been a like scandal, right? The gang. She's brilliant. She's brilliant. Oh, Thanks completely a no a non issue. I mean Kim wasn't anybody other than Paris' stylist at that point. And let's be real, Ray J has never been that big of a deal to anybody. 
other than... Um, hello, he's on Moesha. Yeah, and Moesha's the big deal. You remember he was on the show with Sinbad? Nobody, I'm too old. Showing my age. All right. It's podcast fans, generations. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Um, Yeah, so Google that reference. Note to self, Google whatever Terry's talking about. Uh, But yeah, she kind of made a lot of something out of very little. Was it even that good of a sex tape? I mean, I can't. Like, I'm gonna. She built an empire. She She really did. did. She, I mean, off of a sex tape. That wasn't that good. She is freaking brilliant. As a mother, and there goes the ambition. As a as a manager, as a businesswoman, as we've all attested, brilliant. You cannot knock her. As a but what at what cost was this ambition? Like I don't know. I feel like that was already out of children. her hand. I don't. I don't know because they grow. They grew. If you, I, I, the times that I've been out to LA, it's like a whole other world. And the more money you have, like the more out of this world you're living in. Yeah, they, they were rich. They just detached. They're just, their reality was detached already. I don't know if there was any saving that. I, I just don't know. Didn't Kim have like her 13th birthday party or Courtney, one of them at Neverland Ranch? Like they knew Michael Jackson. They weren't like running in, you know, skid row circles. You, yeah, they, I just. However, so I mean, to the mom point. I don't know. They all seem to really love her. Chloe takes the most. They do. I the mean, most shots. Courtney's all right. To well, she's obsessed with like I mean, organic wooden baby Scott toys. But... No, Courtney's emotionally dead. Yeah, but she had the sense never to marry him. Yeah, she did. Courtney's emotionally dead. I mean, but I'm trying to say, but look at, look at, I don't know. Kylie, the fact that Kylie no, looks not completely just Kylie. different. Look at him. There were points. I watched the first couple of seasons of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and there were points where. Even the Playboy idea was Chris's idea. Was Chris's idea for Kim because well, she was just like, "Well, they've already seen you naked. You might as well do it." And Kim actually didn't really want to do it because she was just like, "No, she really didn't." And there were other points where Kim, where the mom was pushing her to do nudity. It wasn't like Kim was like, "Oh, let me be nude." The mom was like, "Well, there's an opportunity for you to be naked on the cover of W Magazine. They've already seen all of you. You might as well do it." Like that. And now she's thing. got North taking topless pics of her. So. Exactly. So I don't like think that I... that's normal. To then, you can grow up in Hollywood and grow up with wealth and still and I'll give yeah, you that. But be she was a little probably out like, of the you world. had your hoo ha out on tape like a dummy. Who does that? Nothing is sacred. You make a tape with a celebrity. Do you really think it's gonna stay uh, behind closed doors? Especially if no. you're gonna do it with a celebrity, you gotta do it with a really good celebrity that doesn't have anything to gain by putting it out there. You can't have Ray J. Well, who who's gonna try to? Put, you know, what I mean, like that, and that sex tape is still out there for sale. Well, and they're like, still friends with Girls Gone Wild guy. So, yeah, I mean, I just. But, but, but that brings up a good point. Can you be? Is ambition restricted to career? Or, I mean, if you look at a man, is his lack of parental capability or, you know, choice to abandon those skills? Like, is that something that prevents him from being considered positively ambitious? Or is that only something that we put on women as, hey, yeah, she's ambitious in her career, but she sucks as a mom, so I got to kind of give it a toss-up? Well, I mean, I, I get—I mean, I get what she's saying. Like, but, uh, she had to tell her daughter, "Go, let's do Playboy." But uh, break the internet. So, I mean, Kim clearly got over it. 
Yeah, but, but but that's my point though. Now she's trained to get over it. That's my point. When you have a mother who's pushing you, it's speaking of, of another mom, like Britney Spears' mom. Britney Spears looks back on that time and was just like, I was still a kid. Yeah, I was 18. I was an adult. I was 16. I was supposed to be a virgin, but yet you have me on covers in bikinis and doing like the pee face. There was the person who was supposed to advocate for me wasn't doing it and pushing me and driving me to show after show after show. That's why she had her multiple breakdowns. She was just like, I was still a kid though. Well, right, but like I'm just—I guess I'm saying like, how does that play into how we view them as ambitious? No, and I know does that even matter? Does your ability, does your parenting skills matter whether or not you're a a good ambitious ambitious woman? I mean, I I think I hear your point. I think one hundred percent we do ask that question of women of at what cost that we don't ask of men. Like, yeah. like someone like Trump, at, we were not asking at what cost for him to be in it. You know what I mean? Sure. We don't have that question. That's very yeah. true. That is something that we do put on women. Like Melania, at what cost? Uh, you know, Omarosa, at what cost? Yeah. Chris I Jenner, that. at what cost? That's my bad. No, 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 no. That. I don't even think it's just you. I think I'm saying that's all of us. And mm-hmm. I think you bring yeah, up that valid like question. A, yeah, I mean, that wasn't accusatory. I'm just genuinely... You don't like to think no, about these right. things. I think she's an outstanding businesswoman. I think, like, if we're just talking ambition, achievement, like she could, she takes people and makes them someone, and she's managing a lot of individuals just yeah. off social media. I mean, it's phenomenal. I think the lady's brilliant. Get us on that Chris Jenner portfolio. If I needed a manager ever, I'm calling Chris. We're not doing that naked shit, but I'm calling Chris. All the Chris, I'll do that naked shit. <laughs> We'll figure that out later. We'll figure it out. Okay. Man, we're not doing that. Buy paint or something. <laughs> we'll, we'll make it work. On the... Okay, so back to the White House a little bit. Chris is a bit of an anomaly, and I feel like, in my opinion, in terms of this group of ladies that we're discussing, just because she is so Hollywood. You know, that's a, that's a different life entirely. But back in the East Coast, I mean, what's our opinion of someone like Hillary, who you could argue her ambition cost her the election? It got her to the election. But people's perception of her as a as an strong, I feel all kinds of ways about that. I really do. So I'm. I don't know if you want me to. Even know. <laughs> That's what it's about. Because I feel like what what was so disappointing about the election was the number of women who rose up to say they hated Hillary Clinton. But then whenever I asked, well, why do you hate her? They don't have any reason I don't like at all suits, Terry like they just well she just doesn't seem to be warm well what the hell does Who that cares? matter like she's highly intelligent she has the most experience she's been in the White House twice now she was Secretary of State are you kidding me Angela that Carter. made me so disappointed because she wasn't the stereotype of the woman who's supposed to be soft and warm and loving and wear skirts and do all of those things that no women will go out to vote for her. That, I cannot. I Well, right. You don't get to be in the position of running for president while still maintaining all of those things. I mean, she was one of the most qualified candidates we've ever had she in history in most. terms of her service to the country and her experience with, you know, political spheres and different a lot of varied experiences you get a lot of people that have been in politics for a long time but they don't necessarily have that much experience and to your point yeah i mean you can say oh well she the emails um do we know a politician with the exception of the amazing 
uh, Barack Hussein Obama, <laughs> that does not have scandals up under the table. I mean, let's be honest. All of them. So, I All guess I'll take some email scandals over... A sexual assault. Well, and I'm sorry. I am on unsecured browsers all the damn time. I can't falter for that. That is a human. That's like an oopsie. Shit, I brought my work home with me. Sorry, I'm dedicated. Yeah. Like, yeah, big effing yeah. deal. <clears throat> Meanwhile, we've got Russia bopping around in our friggin', you know. That was clearly West a crusade. That was a, that was a man hunt. It was just it such it a really nonsense was. scandal to begin with. I wouldn't even classify it as a scandal. I mean, sure, Benghazi. Okay, whatever. There's a little... A little bit to be said about that, but But, honestly, I don't know enough to comment, so I'm just going to leave that one. (laughs) My my issue was exactly what you said, Terry. I would have more respect if you were like, you know, I don't agree with her policies, but most of the women that I talked to that weren't comfortable with her, you never even said, majority, not all, some did bring up, like, I don't agree with her policies, and it's just like, okay, I respect that, because that's a concrete example of like I don't agree with her policies okay I can get behind that but people just said she makes me uncomfortable and I don't trust her that you know you have to go in deeper as to why and it was just like I I can't respect you saying I don't trust her she has a lot of scandals because the men that have come before her um are drowning in scandals yeah Yeah. plus the men running with her exactly and her husband Exactly, including her husband. Yeah. Scandals. Do well, and that's a whole other thing. Should she or shouldn't she have left Bill? (laughs) And I mean, I mean, she and and then the other question of, I always felt she knew Bill had to run and become president before she. I think she always wanted to become president, and I think she knew Bill had to be it first before they would ever consider her. Well, what I what I found interesting when she ran for president was you finally got to kind of hear the story of how they met. She pursued Bill, so in a lot of ways, I mean, she's probably like, "No, I'm not letting that go. I came for you. I got you. I made you. You are an idiot." But uh, we are seeing this thing through to the end. Yeah. Period. End of story. And I mean, so many women have done that. I don't. I feel like it's got to be a personal choice. If you want to stay, stay and own that. If you want to leave, leave and own that. 100%. However, I do feel like if you're in the political sphere and you're a woman who is divorced, there's a whole nother realm of haters coming at you. So I think that, I mean, I think it was strategic on her part to Farlita's point. I think she had the end game in sight. She knew that being the divorcee of one of the most beloved Democratic presidents of the modern era. We did have a surplus when he left. What's 100? <laughs> Cheating. I mean, no, I, I don't care what he was but, doing with Monica under the table. That has, that's, that's between you and Monica. She was the fool. Okay? Like... Really? Well, he's not the first and he won't be the last. The policies. Unfortunately, if we keep having men in office. The policies was all I'm, I mean, yeah. really. That's, yeah. That's all yeah. Anybody else that comes from who's like a who's like a powerhouse woman that you guys are really into right now? That I'm obsessed with. Yeah, like Ava, like Baby Obama, Week, like Michelle Obama. Oh, oh yeah, portrait, portrait. Oh, yeah. Okay. Exactly. Thoughts on portraits. How do we feel? What's going on? I, I thought, thought yay I'm, or nay. I'm I'm yay all day. You I can't love even her. Even ask me. She's my queen. The portrait too. Everything, everything. Yeah, I liked the. I liked that their portraits weren't so stiff. 
I saw the comparison to past first ladies, past presidents, and they're just all standing like in this brown dark room with a piece of paper. Yeah, they're just yeah, very yeah. stiff. Yeah, and I like the flat. I, I don't know. I just liked it. I think people are gonna knock them for it being different and it not being the traditional. Anything about um, but no, no, no. I know they're not. But I'm saying I know that's the critique that's gonna come out. But I like that. It, it felt warm and soft. It felt like. Her. Well, I felt both of them. being different, yeah. right? I didn't even see his, I'm going to be honest about that. I was, was, cool I was too. I liked his. Michelle. Yeah. My only qualm with Michelle, I loved that it was a departure from the traditional. Mm-hmm. It was colorful. It was bright. It was, like, evocative. Like, you felt like these are some, these are people. These yeah. aren't just historical figures or, you know, whatever. Like, these are actual people then. But I just felt like she botched the face on Michelle. That her definition. Could have been Somehow I knew you were gonna say the face. Because I kept I looking at it. I'm not gonna lie. I'm trying, like I was like the face. It could be a better. little bit more on point. Yeah, like yeah. the shape is there, but I'm like you. I feel like you just forgot to go back that one last time and add like the chin line a little and a little bit and of her cheek. cheekbones. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah because she yeah, does yeah, have I'll very defined that. features in her face. So she the does. essence was there. I loved the pose. I thought yeah. it was almost very like Vogue like, but in a you know, more assertive way. Yeah, that's true. Because I was like, her face is a little is a little bit off. I'll give you that. I'll she has that. very, because yeah. her cheekbones are very, she has gorgeous high cheekbones and they're very pronounced. Yeah. It was a little bit, yeah. Just because she's I'm like such a beautiful woman. And yeah. I felt like, especially compared to Barack's, who was still more abstract, certainly, but mm-hmm. had that physical definition that you would kind of expect that I was like, oh, can we just retouch that a little bit? I'm sure there will. Tweak it. I'm sure there was a reason, right? Yeah. So, yeah, no, but I was, I'd love to see those on film. Where are those, are those going to be in the White House? Where do they put those? Are they going to be in the presidential center? Usually Where? it's in this, uh, like the presidential, like, historic, uh, Smithsonian. As I've said, I haven't been, I was not a patriot until, uh, President Obama. So, oh, I'm not, I love America. America. Around my, uh, yeah. I love America. <laughs> I love America as well. No, I really do. I like, I love America. I yeah. just don't Michelle always love amazing. Americans. We do have something else to talk about. Speaking of important people from the past, reboots. We got a ton of reboots happening right now. Why do you think that is? And specifically, they're 90s reboots. They are. That is nostalgia. A very good point. The 90s were great. We were happy. Everything was like bright and colorful. The think economy about was good. Think the Bell's intro. Like, it, doesn't, it does not get more bright and colorful and happy than that. I mean, out of the ones that have come back, is there one that you guys are particularly into because um, I will admit my 90s upbringing was like strictly Nickelodeon so if it wasn't yes, Salute Your Shorts yes. or Rock Was Modern Life or Ah Real Monsters <laughs> I can't really speak to I it. love that I love that so um, yeah what are you guys just about? Martin okay so it's just a rumor but I feel like it's a rumor <laughs> and um, I am so freaking amped about it it's sad that Tommy will not be able to participate um, but Martin Lawrence to me is one of the funniest dudes of all time. That show was groundbreaking. It had, it was based in Detroit. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, and to have what you could consider like a low budget, I mean, it was funny and it was creative. Like I will still like ro- fall off the floor, tears when Martin gets beat up by Tommy Hearns, his face at the end of that. If you haven't seen the episode, we got to watch okay. it. Because it is on another level. I'm so excited about that. <laughs> I'm excited now just because you're so excited. <laughs> I love Martin. Our ladies over here. I love Martin. It's one of the funniest shows of all time. I am hesitant about them rebooting it. And it's probably because 
I'm gonna be honest, I was a big Gilmore Girls fan. They did that whole gear in the life thing on Netflix and I wish they hadn't done it. So I think that's why I'm just like, I, and it kind of has tinted me going back. I'm very emotionally connected to Gilmore Girls. It's just kind of tinted me going back and watching it, seeing that. So now I'm so hesitant about reboots because I'm just like, especially reboots like of shows that were such classic, everlasting pieces of art. If it's not right, it taints it. And then the other thing with Will and Grace, another show that I love, and people have talked about yeah. the reboot, Woo! and they're yeah. just like, no, that was they, rough. That they was shouldn't rough. have done it. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then another show that's on Netflix, I'm very emotionally connected as well to Anna Green Gables. And they've brought it back, and they're doing the show in like seasons. And from what I've read, I had one of my friends was like, oh, have you watched a new Anna Green Gables? It's so tear-jerking. I was just like, I don't know, because of the fact, like I said, the Gilmore Girls thing. And then I read a lot of articles online that said, lovers of the original are like what the is this so i think that's why i'm so like about reboots especially shows that i just are so the level of nostalgia and love is just it'll hurt me and did we do it again like did we want the gilmore girls to come back i felt like people i felt like they really closed a good chapter on that and like it did not were like petitioning but but i think i don't think anything needs to be rebooted for the record i think it's the worst (laughs) idea in the history like, of TV, I no, I love uh, Gilmore Girls, but I was just like, I'm not watching this reboot. Uh, sorry, I, I don't I, have the patience for people to say but that I think many that's words. The thing with they do say a lot of words. Too many words. Well, I think that that's the thing with reboots. It's just like it's not so much like people. I think people want it to come. I think one of the great things about the Gilmore Girls is that it just came back for for that one thing. It wasn't yeah. then a series. I do think that that was a victory lap. about it. It was like a victory lap because the only reason why it came back is because the showrunner had nothing to do with the final season. She wasn't even a part of the show. Mm. And so the reboot actually ends the show the way she wanted the original ending to be of the show. If you haven't seen it, I'm about to spoil it for you, with Rory being pregnant when she graduated from college. <gasps> That's uh, oh well, that would have just been horrible. Exactly, like, but hell? but that's like, the point. <laughs> I wouldn't have wanted to see that at all. That would have well, irritated exactly. me. But the point is, that's how she originally wanted to end the show. Oh, so just like she completing got her the circle. Ending. Exactly, okay. she got her you ending, and that's what I mean by reboots. It's just like now I'm so hesitant about them because I was very excited, and then what they've done with it, it just isn't the same. And that, my thing with Martin is, I I don't doubt that it'll be as funny because it is Martin Lawrence, but it's just like they're older, Tommy's not going to be there. It just isn't the same. And I think when you're looking for, you're looking, you're thinking about that nostalgia, you're taking yourself back to that time when you are little and you came home from school. You know what I mean? So it's just, I, I'm just a little bit like... It does have to be done well. I will say the ones that I have enjoyed stay true to the original concept. Like Full House for me, I could barely watch it as a kid. But I'm not gonna lie, I have watched all the seasons of Fuller House. It was done so well. It stayed true to all the cheese ballness. Um, and everyone who was involved in the original came back and made sure that it stayed the way it was like they're in the same freaking house right and it's not about the dads anymore and now it's about the kids kind of thrown into the same similar situation it was done very 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 well like it really was also you know love me some veronica mars oh my god and that movie for me 
was done right. And she yeah. ended up exactly with who I wanted her to end up with. Yeah. It was perfect for me. And I think, well, oh, and then, well then maybe that is. I love her. Maybe that is and why certain reboots, like like you said, Fuller House has now it's on like three or four seasons. Yeah. And from, yeah. maybe that's why those reboots work because they stayed so true to the original with a little bit of variation. Like with Fuller House, like you said, now it's the daughters. Well, and maybe most of these other reboots just aren't veer, the right formula. Veer, they're trying to change it up. But veering a little too much off script, off yeah. the original, that that's why they don't feel right. Well, or not allowing like, the characters to grow. Because here's my qualm is yeah. people freaking age. And the shit that is passable when your character is 20 years old is just fucking weird when you're 35 or 40, a la Will and Grace. Like, yes, it doesn't make sense. And it's, and I also feel like there's a reason why things are nostalgic. It has to, and like, why they were so great to begin with, it has to do with the place in your life that you were at. The type of TV that was also on at the time. Like, I'm in Game of Thrones land now. I'm in the world of HBO. I don't want to watch something that's set in a one-stage <laughs> thing. That's bullshit production value. What am I getting out of that? I need, you know, it's like, I like Friends. I like to rewatch Friends. I like to rewatch Seinfeld. I don't want that to reboot. I need that But to I don't stop. need it to I reboot because I can watch it exactly as it was. I love Will and Grace, watch the original, Joey but I like, don't, exactly. Like, no, you don't need to see. I don't care. For me, the magic and the nostalgia. Plus, things are never as good. You know, it's like you have your favorite food. You go back to the restaurant 10 years later and you're like, okay, well, now I've eaten it next. So this <laughs> fettuccine Alfredo that I was obsessed with when I was 15 isn't going to cut it. Like... I don't know. I just feel like there's never a time when it's as good. It can be way better than you think it's going to be, but trying to recreate that is just such a, a ploy to make some easy money oh, off of nostalgic viewers. No, no, that's what that that's what they said that I was reading I was reading up on like what is up with the 90s reboots and they People said that they're just like not only just that but the nostalgia <laughs> of that time um, there's already a built in audience yeah because kids yeah, today with social media today everything's so fast moving everything's so fast paced people move on so quickly and are you know from that era that people just really clung to those shows yeah that's you true. know what I mean but I think that the formula of getting a reboot it's a very fine line yeah, and okay. I because just hearing you talk about Veronica Mars Fuller House those are the only reboots that I've heard that people have been like right on point so it's a, such a fine line I think that's why the other reboots just I haven't worked. watched X-Files I well, have no interest in 90210 the reboot Twin was awful I just the, I, I think the Twin Peaks one was good but I didn't watch the first one so I didn't feel okay, like I so needed to this is in. and this was actually something that I was thinking about when we were I knew we were going to talk about this is that the only upside I can see from where I'm sitting as a staunch reboot hater is that I never watched Twin Peaks because it was I was too young for it. So yeah. knowing that there was a remake that was getting so much hype and knowing that it was such a cult classic that's constantly referenced in like modern zeitgeist, I was like, okay, well, and I went back and rewatched the whole thing. And it was weird at first, but I was like, so I can see then there's got there's some ability to attract an entirely new audience to a series, not only just obviously keeping the the lifers, but yeah. I could see that there's like, you know, some benefit to it, but damn, if they could just quit that. If they could just take Will and Grace off, I'm going to be really happy yeah. because I mean, they're like 50. Does Grace really still need to live with Will? I mean, could she have evolved and have her own address? Karen would Is be that dead from alcohol poisoning by now. But, but, but. <laughs> and like trying to make them look like they literally didn't like, it's the next day, but it's not like, 
the level of Botox, the level of things that were happening there, I was just like, this is sad. I want these characters to have grown just a little bit, be a little bit different. I think, I think the only thing that would have made sense on Will and Grace reboot would be Karen and Jack living together. But Will and Grace, the way the original ended was they, you know, each were in relationships. Grace got back with Leo and then they lost touch over the years. How they came back together was she had a, a son and then him and his partner had a daughter and their kids met at college. And it was the understanding. Well, and that would have been a great story actually exactly. to continue with. To versus, continue with. No, we're single again. And back like, nobody no. cares. No, I think I think what they did with the reboot was they pretended like the, the original ending never happened. Yeah. No, you got to acknowledge everything. Oh, I feel yeah. like if it's going to work. And Karen and Jack were the funny ones. They were. No, like, mm, no, love fun. the cast as a whole, but Karen and Jack were hilarious. Yeah. And I would watch just Karen and Jack as a show. Yeah. Megan Mullally. Change the name. Oh. Yeah. Karen so, and Jack? So good. So good. <laughs> Clutch my pearls. Moment of the week. Uh, Kim Cattrall. Oh, going talk for the jugular. I'm ready. For the heart. Yout. Dragging for the all the filth in the land. Sarah <laughs> Jessica Parker. This ties into our reboot conversation because it all began with talks of Sex and the City 3. Bringing that back. Mm-hmm. And Kim you know, said she didn't want to do it again. She apparently said she didn't want to do it back in like 2010 or something that she was not up for doing a third movie. And I think she, she was with uh, Pierce uh, Morgan. He does a series about talking yeah. about your life. Oh, yeah. And you know, she just said she wasn't up for it. And um, everyone tried to say it was because she was making ridiculous, you know, demands and being a diva. And she, and you know, defending herself from her point of view, she was like, how was I being a diva when I just said I didn't want to do it? Like, I don't think Asserting that's going to be a diva. And Pierce, She's 60. Exactly. Pierce asked her, you know, how's your relationship Speaking with the other getting woman? Old. And she just said, you know, we were never friends. We were co-workers. And she was like, I think that's a healthy place to be. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker found out that she said they were just co-workers and not friends. And she was very, very hurt and, you know, took it very personally, was deeply, she can't believe she remembered her time like that. We were together all those years, yada, yada, yada. And then Kim Cattrall's brother, just giving everybody the background, Kim Cattrall's brother went missing initially and then come to find out he was found dead in his home. And some of the other, um, Cynthia Dixon and I always forget Charlotte's real name in real life. Charlotte. Um, Charlotte. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it's some other like really standard You know, name. everyone put out their condolences for her to her. I believe SJP, Sarah Jessica Parker was asked on like a red carpet or something. And she was like, you know, no matter where or how you feel about or what your relationship with someone, you know, condolences out to their family and let's respect their privacy. And that really set Kim Cattrall off. She just went in, pretty much told SJP she could take her condolences and shove it. <laughs> it was not genuine, she felt. And why was she using her family's grief to, you know, exploiting her family's grief by making herself look better? And then linked to an article back <laughs> written back in the day about how Sarah Jessica Parker ran things on that set and her mean girl face. <laughs> so what are our that thoughts was... on this? Whose side are you on? And uh, like I said, that was, uh, she wants her to throw. Oh, yeah. She added her in a lot of her posts. Can Even I... brought up her mom saying, why is Sarah Jessica Parker keeping your name in her mouth? Why can't she leave this alone? Oh my gosh. So yeah. 
Well, I did some research on this because I wanted to make sure I was fully prepared. Her name is Kristen Davis. Thank you. Um, yeah. Like I said, basic name. I think over the years, whether there was animosity or not animosity, they both played the role of everything is cool, right? And um, I mean, I watched clips with uh, Kim Cattrall saying that, with SJP saying that, um, and both of them coming to each other's defense when other people would try to say, I know you guys have a few, right? So part of me walked away feeling a little bit like self-fulfilling prophecy on like behalf of the media because neither one of them could go anywhere or do anything ever without someone bringing up, hey, so I know you guys really hate each other. Like, you don't really like each other, do you? Um, and also, I do believe that they tried to pin the SATC 3 movie not happening on Kim. She's been saying for years that she didn't want to do it, which, I mean, do we need a third one? I don't think so. I love that. I love Sex in the City. Like, I'm a crazy person. But we don't need a third one. Um, so I do, I do think that that was unfair. But I kind of feel like a little bit of her... A little bit of her emotion around the situation might not be necessarily SJP related so much as like she is also grieving right now and people right. just do stuff. Her brother just died. And sometimes I think people just lash out and do some questionable things sometimes in those situations. 100%. Plus, those are all my if you're going to offer someone condolences and you don't have to do it publicly. Yeah. I think that's the other thing. Call your publicist, call your assistant, get their assistant's email, get something, send them a flower basket. It doesn't have to be anything. You know, I think that was part of it too, where it's like, don't no, Okay. You're doing this for some other reason. Otherwise you would have contacted me directly. I think it just was too many sparks at once. Yeah. I, I really do. I really do. I think it was too many sparks. I, I think and she's always played the. She's always been the villain, right? When well, something didn't go right because she wanted money. She was a very popular character. They got paid a third of what uh, Sarah Jessica Parker got paid. Well, and to me, Sarah Jessica Parker always seems like the one that's trying to push the agenda of them being friends more than anybody else. It seems like everybody else doesn't feel compelled to like assert that there's some sort of congeniality between them and. I mean, stuff like that. I'm just like, why would you do that? If somebody hates my guts, I'm, I'm going to leave them well enough alone. Like, that's just common sense. But why do we also need them to be friends? Which takes me back to the expectations. Oh, I know. At a job. Oh, my gosh. Like, At why a do we job. feel like that driving So, I don't Let me stay on topic. Close. Sorry. What were your thoughts? I mean, I agree with... Everything you guys have said, I am more on Kim Control's side. I do think that in SJP's defense about, she was asked on the red carpet about it. Okay. So it wasn't like she... You, she tweeted something. She, she tweeted I think something. She, she, she did tweet something, something. And I think, I think I know that Kim Control was responding to the tweet and then she was asked on the red carpet about it. Mm -hmm. I think from Kim Control's point of view, it sounded like from the rumors... She was always the one left out, always being bullied. And I think from her point of view, she felt like here's Sarah Jessica Parker when she was possibly the Regina George trying to paint herself like she was this innocent person. And 
you know, doing the woe is me. Because Kim Cattrall was like, you know, we were just, we were co-workers. And, that, and that's, you know, and that was a fine answer. And then Sarah Jessica going and being like, I can't believe she said that my feelings are sober and all these Who types knows? of things. And Sometimes just don't say anything. Exactly. Just be like, you know, if that's how she feels, that's how she feels. I saw it differently, but every to each their own. You know, and I think she felt, from that point, she felt anything coming out of this related to her. Sarah SJP was exploiting. Um, I will say I'm shocked that I'm on Kim Cattrall's side because I'm usually always on the side of the queen bitch in charge. Um, <laughs> that you are. the Virginia George of the situation. Uh, um, I just, I'm always on the slutty one side. Well, she so. was older. She was already, yeah. what, 10 years older than them when they started the show? Yeah, yeah. she was older right? that like, nonsense. So who knows how much they had in common to even, like, really hang out. I don't know. But also, we as women, when we work together, we do not, and I repeat, we do not have to be friends at all we don't it is not a requirement being nice to someone and being friends with them are completely different things but i'm being think, decent i'm not them. calling you in the middle of the night like when i'm having you know my like panic attack about the next day or my like <laughs> like i'm in the refrigerator eating all the cheese get me to stop like no maybe we'll be friends because we met at work, but it is not a requirement, and I feel like that's always put on women. I'm like, ugh. I don't. I, I also think the other thing that's put on us is there has to be an establishment of a of a head bitch in charge. There has there we says we, the head bitch in charge. No, 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 no. <laughs> I we we cannot deny that there. If you think about women in workplace or a good amount of women, there does tend to be a convergence of someone being either whether other people see them as that wanting to feel like the queen bee. Yeah, and she needs to get over it. As as all I'm and saying, let's all move because on. if yeah. I'm with let's a woman on. who feels like she's the HBIC, that's great for her. But in no way does that mean that I'm any less than. So yeah, I'm not co-signing on that one at all. <laughs> I agree. We can all be. I will say I love the fact that she circled back to that previous article because that is like in the workplace that is per my last email. Yes. That is it's the same thing. Let me refer you back to my earlier comments that explain this all for you. So I love that she did that. Yeah. All types of ladies out there. Exactly. We don't all have to be friends, but we got to try to be good to one another, okay? We we, we really should. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I think that's probably going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for those of you that listened and tuned in. Tell your friends. Tell your parents. Tell whoever. Shout out from your rooftop. The Anything But Basic podcast. ABB podcast at Gmail. If you want to send us some fan mail or questions or topics. Anything you think we might want to know about. You can also follow us on the social medias. Um, we've got, what's our Instagram? ABB Podcast? At ABB Podcast, Instagram, and Twitter. And Twitter, and then we're on Facebook. At anything. We don't even, we, we don't work on we're, that. We'll work we're on Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> check, back, check back on Facebook. We're going to work we're on there, that. We're there, we're going to be posting, <laughs> giving you some, you know. We love you. Juicy deeds from the shows. Uh, thanks, you guys. Tune in. We're going to be, uh. Releasing new episodes every two weeks. Um, so definitely check back. Bye.